Check, check. Is this thing on? <clears throat> tap, tap, tap. Hello, and welcome to the First Baptist Church Podcast. We're glad that you're still listening to us. I'm Peter Hill, the First Baptist intern. And with us today again is Pastor Mark and Pastor Chris. Howdy. What's up? So we've had some news on the sandwich front. That's and, right. Uh, Pastor Chris, would, you like, would you like to share down. that? Would you like to share that, please? Yes, I guess the consensus as we've been looking through is that a burger is a sandwich, but not all sandwiches are burgers. Is that how we're going to go around with this? I think this? so. But what's the definition okay. of burger, though? Well, the definition of burger was uh, a ground beef patty that's either fried or grilled on a bun or roll with an assortment of condiments. So you can start getting into whether or not it should be ground beef. Now, since how the Germans came up with the whole thing, maybe that's what they used first was ground beef. Surprising. I thought it would be ground sausage or something yeah, maybe like that. that yeah. But, hey. Maybe they had that, too. Um, well, yeah. isn't sausage ground anyways? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. But sausage and beef are two different things. That is true. Very good. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a bold so, take. I, I thought so. <laughs> anyway. Um, but it's funny, though, how, how burgers have become like all-American food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Originated. Burgers and fries and a chocolate shake. and I guess so much of America has not really originated in America. Well, though, too, right? yeah, I mean, there's a Christian comedian named Nazareth, and I was listening to him one time, and he started making a joke about the old American breakfast, which was English muffins, French toast, Canadian bacon and all these things that are not American to make <laughs> up the American. Isn't, isn't that we're the melting America? pot. You like bring that, all of everything is. else, so we are so not original. But you know, pizzas our thing. Oh no, wait, no, it's not. Thank you, Italy. The melting, um, the melting pot. Right? So we got, we, got we are so of, original, and, a little and, bit of everybody. And we're getting there with movies too, because everything's going to be a remake now, and not oh not new stuff. So yeah, welcome to America, where everything's not original. <laughs> Well, that took a turn. Yeah, it did. <laughs> All because of a burger. <laughs> of burgers. Burgers. Just get rid of burgers. Yep. Patties. See, they're not healthy for conversation or the body. Moving on. Well, I mean, veggie burgers, right? Those are healthy. Or oh, goodness. Burgers. No. Isn't that a healthy alternative? No. Wait, burgers aren't healthy? Burgers are healthy. Oh. Yeah. Because okay. I put a tomato on mine, and tomatoes are oh, vegetable, no, and no, lettuce, and so there's my salad tomatoes portion. Tomatoes are not a vegetable. Right? They're pretty much just water. Is it a fruit? They're water. <laughs> what? Tomato they're like, they're like is water. percent water. Well, so are you, but we still call you a human. Oh yeah, touche. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm only seventy percent water. I think. We so. digress today. Where are we going next, Pete? <laughs> uh, so, awkward transition. Uh, Pastor Mark has recently spoken about the preparation for Christmas. He did it a couple Sunday nights ago, and you actually find that sermon on the church website. It's under the resources tab and sermons, and the title is called anticipating Christmas. So, Pastor Mark, why do we need to anticipate Christmas? Well, I I think one of the issues that we have in the, you know, kind of our modern day um, activities is that so much of the, what is referred to as the the Christmas time or uh, the holidays is filled with so many things that uh, serve more to distract us mm-hmm. from uh, the uh, Jesus himself and his coming um, than to uh, help us anticipate that, that re- remembering that arrival. So, 
so yeah, so I mean, there's there's a massive need for us to intentionally um, work at remembering. Yeah. Um, why why do we need to remember Christmas then? I guess is the. Well, because we're so easily distracted from it. That I guess that's the answer oh, okay. to that question. Okay. But I mean, the, the the season. I mean, I think this is what we we want to try to get to. We the season has been called this this idea of Advent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not a word that, you know, a lot of us have grown up with. Well, I mean, <clears throat> Most of us in the, in the Baptist church or the Protestant church. Call a spade a spade. It's usually Catholic, right? Yeah, Advent's yeah. usually. Well, it's not only Catholic, but I mean, Lutherans celebrate um, Advent. I think the Methodist church would celebrate Advent. Um, however, you know, the, the, the idea of it, um, really, it comes from a Latin word, and the Latin word is Adventus, and it means coming. That's what mm-hmm. it means. It means arrival, and so it's 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 kind of this old uh, old truth uh, of the mm-hmm. coming of Jesus. Uh, so it's not new. Uh, it might be new for some of us to be considering this this season of of remembering and anticipating the coming of, of Jesus the first time, but it's not a, not an actually a new, new thing at all. Uh, some even date it back as, as far as the, the fourth century AD where Christians, uh, would, would fast during Mm -hmm. the season of Advent. And when we say the season of Advent, we mean the first, uh, the four Sundays before Christmas Mm -hmm. day. And that's the, the season. And so they would fast during Advent season, and then they would break their fast with a celebration uh, of what the church remembers as when, when the wise men arrive and see Jesus. Or some would even do that as they commemorate or remember the baptism of Jesus um, as well. So, so uh, it's not a new it's not a new concept clearly, um, but but new for some of us who have not grown up with an intentional uh, time leading up to Christmas mm-hmm. Day to really think through uh, the, the coming of Jesus. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going. I'm just, well, I just, Advent, just the term, the word, is something that I did not grow up using either. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even the idea of it being specifically for, you know, the four Sundays leading up to, you know, so we right. just had the third that's the first day of Advent, and right. so we've got three more, you know, concluding on the twenty fourth, and that, you know, everything leading up to the twenty fourth, growing up was was, I don't know, not so much a, a spiritually minded thing, other than the focus on Jesus' birth. It's all about you know the birth of Jesus, and so you're thinking about that for the for the twenty fifth, but you know, the four Sundays leading up to it, unless Christmas Eve or Christmas is on a Sunday. Um, they weren't always, you know, something attributed to that. Uh, sometimes the pastor just kept going through his series and re- referen- referencing, you know, you know, Jesus is coming on the, you know, right. 25th kind of a thing, remember his birth, but having very specific uh, times to, you know, meditate on that and just uh, think through all that's leading up to it. Um, personally, I think it's kind of, interesting and helpful um and i think if if we did that more frequently like every christmas really focus for those four weeks leading up to 
Right. Uh, how would that change our just our lifestyle and our mindset on Christmas? And you know, because right now, leading up to Christmas is just pain and agonizing sometimes because you think about the the gifts that you haven't gotten and the lines yeah. that you have to get into and the traffic and and so you don't really like the season or as we were joking before uh our broadcast here about going to Bronner's and stuff and how much i you know enjoy that um well, well see here, here's here's yeah. the thing about about Bronner's. let's use that for a second <laughs> right so part of what advent is really doing is it is um it is helping us think about uh, helping us wait. It's about waiting, about waiting for the coming of Jesus. Yeah. Not only in his first advent, that being the incarnation, but also in his second advent, which we know as the second, second coming. coming. Right. So this time of waiting is such a uh, opposite approach to what we we don't like patience. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, what if in the waiting, like that 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 actually fueled our understanding of what this season was that when i have to wait that that actually is is causing me to um kind of have this yearning even more for what is to come right the word anticipation right and every eight-year-old knows on the 24th of christmas what anticipation is because they can't sleep to make it to the next morning right and so kind of by extension that having anticipation for the, the whole month leading up to right Right, but in our culture, we, we, we don't usually have that sense of delayed. There's, there's rarely anything that's oh, yeah. delayed. Oh, yeah. Everything is immediate. Yeah. And so I can have something shipped to my house in less than 48 Thank hours. Thank you, Amazon. I can yeah. do drive-through banking. I yeah. can do self-checkout. You know the drive-through? <laughs> I do it right now on my phone, man. Right. No so, time wasted. Right. <laughs> so, so this idea of waiting is, is so oh, yeah. lost. Yeah. And so. I think one of the reasons the Advent feels almost foreign, yeah, is is because of that. Like we've been so inundated with this idea of never having to wait, that going through a season where it's all about waiting, all about this kind of slowing down and expecting what is to come, is to just remind ourselves of of these truths and not get so lost in all of the speed of of life. Mm-hmm. So I think think that's one of the reasons why Advent is is so helpful, but also why it feels sometimes like so counter uh, cultural and oh, counterintuitive to even yeah. our uh, you know, kind of the, the way that we live uh, the way we live our lives. So one way to think about Advent would be this too: that that Advent is to Christmas as Lent is to Easter. Okay, more and, Catholic words. Eh? So so as there is this. Um, you know, contemplation um, and kind of this uh, morning of of Lent, remembering what was to come, both in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. There is this anticipation and this longing for Jesus and his uh, his return, because Advent has has both things included. It has it has both both comings. Um, in, in, in view mm-hmm. as you celebrate Advent. You are celebrating, his, obviously, the, the birth of Jesus, um, but we are looking forward to his second, his second coming. coming, right? Yeah. So it's, it's not either or. It, it, it's, both, it's both and. And so that this, this time is what Mark 13.35 talks about, the keeping watch. And so that, that's what we're living in. We're living in this, this waiting for the renewal, waiting for new earth, waiting for glorified bodies, 
um, that's what this time is meant to help our hearts uh, think about and and desire even even more. Hmm. Yep. So you, you talked about how we need to wait. Um, what what does that look like? Like how how does how does us anticipating Christmas? I mean, you said it's slowing down. It's um, it's trying to to be rid of all the distractions. Like, well, how how does a person do that? It seems pretty extraordinary. One of the most distracting and busy seasons yeah. on our calendar. Yeah. And then, how do you yeah. practically? Yeah, and that, I wait? think that's that's where I think that the church can can lead the way in this really. Um, by by the practices of a church, by the calendar of a church, um, can can help people. So, a question would be this: um, Does the pace of your life um, reflect the heart of Advent? Mm-hmm. So, if, if Advent is about about this waiting, this anticipation, this longing, um, which includes you know slowing down. Yeah. Um, does the pace of your life mirror that at all? Like that, that's a really good uh, thing for us to evaluate our own life by. Uh, Ed Stetzer, he works for Wheaton College, um, and he wrote an article um, recently. And in the article, he talks about a few a few things. Um, he doesn't call them tips, but we'll call them tips. Uh, the article is called "The uh, Advent: The Birth of Jesus Is Too Big for One Day." And so he's talking about this this period of of, of Advent um, over over these four Sundays, <clears throat> and he he gives three things. The first one is to to learn to live and lean into the moment, and uh, to to make Advent you know part of your your life. Yeah. Um, I think too many times we have our our life and we try to to, to fit Advent into it. <laughs> Or fit you know Jesus into it, or fit church into it, and really the, the the flip the flip of that is what should actually be taking place, and so there there ought to be a commitment to to what Advent is and what remembering the the return of Christ um, and the coming of Christ is, and then plan accordingly. So our emphasis ought to be on how we can uh, properly anticipate Jesus. Um, in, in our in our day to day, the second thing he says is to establish healthy tradition and expectation for your family's Christmas season. And so, um, along with that kind of planning, is he suggests to guard against consumerism. <laughs> so, in his family, they have Talk actually countercultural. They have actually um, lowered or, or lessened the number of gifts that they mm-hmm. give their children, and that's not to withhold things from their kids. It's actually to to help their kids understand that that's not actually what this is about. Yeah. This mm-hmm. isn't actually about um, more things. It, it's actually about uh, a time of remember, remembrance and and longing. So it's to guard against consumerism or materialism um, and anything that could be counterproductive to the goals of what the season is actually meant to do. Yeah. And there is a lot in our culture that is counterproductive to what advent is is meant to be doing <laughs> hallmark 25 days till christmas <laughs> right. let's right. just say the hallmark channel in general <laughs> well some of that can, can t- distract us for sure the third one is uh develop a rhythm 
uh, de- develop a rhythm of, of celebration of this, this, this hope that is to come. And so just a really good question would be to think about how, how are you going to do that? How, how are you going to celebrate that hope? How, how are you as a, uh, a, a person, as a father, mother, uh, going to help your family? If you're single, how, how are you going to intend to do that on your, on your own? Um, so those are a few things that, that he gives as far as kind of how you would make that season a little bit uh, better. I would offer a couple other things, though. Uh, one is I think there needs to be a commitment to the scriptures during the Advent season. So um, there, there are particular passages that I think are, are more uh, key than, than just maybe just in general reading the Bible, mm-hmm. although that's obviously very good, too. But certainly reading the gospel accounts of the coming yes. of Jesus, mm-hmm. reading Matthew 1 and 2, Luke 1 and 2, even John 1 uh, that talks about the coming of Jesus in a little bit of a different way. I think uh, another another way to, to kind of fuel your anticipation is by looking at the prophecies that have been fulfilled in yeah. Jesus. And um, if this ever gets to anyone's ears. There's going to be a link uh, with this podcast um, that is a, a PDF of uh, prophecy ver- and fulfillment yes, passages yes. Um, that, that I think you could look at those things and, and see that and be really encouraged by that. Uh, secondly, there, there are tons of resources nowadays uh, to help you with, with uh, devotionals and, and books, those sorts of things. We have linked some of that stuff on our website already mm-hmm. under mm-hmm. Advent resources. Um, the third is to listen to good music. And by good music, I mean good for the, the sake of what we're seeking t- to cultivate in our heart. And uh, one of the, uh, the musicians that, that uh, we, my family, uh, really, really enjoy, his name is Andrew Peterson. He is linked on our website as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a group called Sovereign Grace. They have a Christmas album from a couple years ago that is really, really good. There's another artist called Josh uh, Garrels, and uh, that's a little newer, maybe last year or something. Um, but again, some of those might not fit your fancy on the style. <laughs> style. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it could, could give you some options there. And then the, third, the, the fourth thing I guess I would say is uh, recently a guy wrote an article called um, Christ-Centered uh, let me get the, the whole Christ-centered silence uh, for the noisy Advent season, <laughs> and uh, he invites That's a us. Good title. <laughs> yeah, he invites us into into uh, practicing this Christ-centered silence. Mm-hmm. And you can look at you know, Psalm chapter sixty-two, verses one and two, to talk about crying out to the Lord in silence and waiting for the Lord, um, and just that that practice of of of, of slowing down. Of, oh, yeah. of listening, of uh, waiting and longing for him. So these resources, what we've talked about, will be on the website too. Um, but those, those are some things that, I mean, ha- how to do that in this kind of a culture. I mean, here, here are a few few ideas. I mean, you saying those those things, um, especially the, the commitment to scriptures, uh, good God-honoring music, Christ-centered silence, having Christ be a center of your life, like those are not just things we should do during Advent either. Correct. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. It, it seems like um, Advent is a time where we can focus solely on Christmas, but we should be doing these things like throughout the year. So maybe um, 
it shouldn't be as hard to slow down during Christmas because we should have these these basic fundamentals to begin with, you know. Yeah, if if these practices of of uh, seeking to have Christ um, in, in all that we do, in the center of all we do, yeah, it should seem more almost more natural yeah. at mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But it's not. It's not. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, yeah. for, for for many, it's not. If you can use this season, if you will, though to get started in some way shape or form even if that means just taking one one thing that you normally do that's just extra time and effort and whatever that you can you know put to the side uh and not do that just keeps your schedule busier and busier um you know maybe you should do that or with the we we talk about our our culture um having stuff that is right at your fingertips can sometimes be a negative thing. Maybe we can spin that to the positive. Maybe rather than spend so much time going out shopping, you can take care of some of those things from home online, quick, simple, easy, and have it shipped here. And then here's the hard part, not fill that time you just saved with something else. And I think that's where I get myself into trouble. And a lot of us probably do that. We save ourselves time and so many other things to then add more stuff to uh, our list. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I was listening, we were talking about music. I was listening to, uh, a song on the radio by Rascal Flats and one of the, um, I what, know, country wait, wait. music. I know, Rascal I know. Just let me, let me, let me get here. But, uh, he was talking, they're talking about kind of that old country living where things were slow, mm-hmm. slower. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, Sunday used to be a day of rest. This is the lyric Sunday, uh, was a day of rest, but now it's one more day for progress. And uh, we're doing that in our lives. We're we're losing that mindset of resting. You know, God created in six days, and the seventh He rested. We're we're trying to take advantage of that seventh day of rest, saying I don't need rest, whether physical or spiritual or mental or whatever. Uh, and we're filling it with more stuff so that we can be, you know, more progressive in our our lives. And that ain't how we was created. And so we need to take the time to rest, especially in this season. And if we start now with the with this season as a encouragement to do that, yeah. to your point, Pete, then you know hopefully that's something that we can maintain and continue. And maybe next Christmas I'll throw one more thing out the window mm-hmm. and uh, you know find that my life is more fulfilling and healthier. I don't know, and I can still eat my burgers and don't have to switch to veggie. Or maybe we'll you should see. switch to veggie. <clears throat> We'll see. Um, well, thank you guys for uh, participating. Um, thank you, Pastor Mark, for, for a lot of that. Um, we'd like to thank you as the listeners um, for listening still. <laughs> we appreciate it. Um, and again, we just hope that uh, we're sharing the glory of God and doing this all for him um, and, and spreading light and salt into the world. So thank you again for listening. Goodbye. Right. Yeah, I was going to put the goodbye in there. That's what I was doing. <laughs>